Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> this is definitely one we came skating into, like, you know, screeching in <laughs> to the start. Oh, my gosh. But we've had a lot of uh, sound technical issues. Yeah, and um, seagulls and... <laughs> I've got my air conditioning, big industrial air conditioning unit in the rooftop below. There's a plane overhead. I want to be running the fan because it's like... 80 degrees already. Oh, okay, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just 25 right now. But holy man, it is a smoker. Yeah, it's been hot, hot, hot. Yeah. So what's okay, I want to hear what's the Jersey version of hot because I want to sort of calibrate. Oh, well, it's funny, actually, I had this conversation with somebody else this morning. So I reckon the temperatures have been somewhere between sort of 28 and 29, oh, maybe nudging 30. Wow. So it has been super hot. Like it's too hot to sit in the direct sunshine. Damn. You have to be in shade. Um, but I was having a conversation with somebody who lives in uh, Europe and they oh. said actually hot for them is like 35, <laughs> 36, oh. 37. I was like, okay, oh. well, it's all relative and this is very hot for us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> in the British climate. Oh my gosh, I tell you. Now, I'm curious, so when the sun goes down and during the night, does it cool off a lot? Um, yes, it does, yeah. Like temperature jacket? really drops. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So we were sat in the garden last night after a barbecue and needed a cardigan and a throw to sit under. Oh, interesting. Because the temperature drops, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the heat traps in New York City, so all the heat is just maintained in the asphalt and the concrete, so like everything just stays 30 degrees. Uh, more maybe like just 28 degrees overnight. So yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It is. Oh, it the is. weather. Mm. There's a yes. lot to make note of these days. There certainly is. Lots of bad things. Guys, we need to like mm. do some finagling with our emissions. Come on. I think the, I think the writing is on the wall, people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to save you from that soapbox. How has your week been? <laughs> I was going to say we're not climate podcasters. We're relationship podcasters. My week is good. So, um, I am making a big move to Toronto to be able to like pick up yes. my clinical practice and, uh, sort of mix it with my, uh, do a good mixology with my coaching, which is very exciting. So we're Ooh. all sort of in the throw of things. Like everything is up in the air. If anybody here has moved before, which I've done unfortunately too many times. Everything is up in the air. Like, I don't even know if anything, I don't know if my apartment will come through. I don't even know if I'll have a truck. I'm not sure about anything. I'm, I'm not sure about getting over the border. It's beautiful. It's absolutely lovely. <laughs> it sounds chaotic. <laughs> it is super. I think it's the most chaotic move just because like, there's just, I don't even know what's going on because nothing yeah. is confirmed. So we are leaving things to the universe. And that's quite well. exciting. Let's trust that the universe is going to deliver for you. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that whatever is meant, like this really is, like whatever is meant to happen is going to happen. Whatever is meant not to happen is not going to happen. Mm. And it's not going to happen in a in a tragic sense. I, I've, I've learned a few things along the way. Last week, I learned a lesson of patience. Um, Got to be patient. Yeah, Got to trust well, the process. Pa 
patience isn't one of my strong points. Right? <laughs> oh my God. So I hear you. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, so when I'm really impatient about things, then I, di- I, I was coaching myself. Okay, why are you impatient? I dived down and I realized I feel very insecure about this move. I feel like something's going to be taken away. I feel like I won't be able to, there's so many balls up in the air. I need some certainty for something. So, you know, mm. did some self-coaching. And I realized that impatience comes from fear. Yeah. It always yeah. does. So I sort of nailed down. And I was like, okay, Anna, you're scared right now. You're, mm. you're making a big move. It's like really scary. Uh, yeah. And you want one thing to work out. So you want to push it to make it happen. And you're never mm. in control of the outcome. So chill the but F that's out. Understa- it's understandable though. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's good. Okay. A little bit of self-coaching. Always good to nail down to the emotion. Because, yeah. you know, anger or impatience or frustration is going to be at the top. That's the first blush of your sort of wine. But like get down to the second impression and you'll realize, oh, yeah, there's something else going on. And that's what you can actually work with. Yeah. How has your week been, warm temperatures notwithstanding? Yeah, it's been all right, actually. I had my um, I had my second jab on Thursday, though, and felt a bit rough on Friday. Right. Um, so, yeah, I've had quite a nice chilled weekend to try and just recover from that. Um, right. But, yeah, no, it's been good. I took arrival of a treadmill this week. What? Cool. Okay. And this I, did is my first, <laughs> I did my first workout on it, which... Um, Wow. So I start, I thought, right, I'm just going to go for it. So mm-hmm. I started and I put it on quite a high setting. And after about five minutes, I thought I'm going to keel over and die. I can't do this. <laughs> and then I read the manual that came with it, which mm-hmm. had some guidance in about what you should do. <laughs> which I is? Thought, okay, so that approach wasn't right. <laughs> so like, don't like go six miles an hour and yeah so don't start. go for it and just assume that you're going to be somehow turning a Linford Christie and a, oh. an amazing athlete what you should do is follow the beginner routine that oh. tells you what to, what settings to put it on and how to do the proper warm-up and cool down oh. and then actually it's a lot better but the the best thing nice. about it is it's got a little space for your iPad <gasps> and um the ninth series of suits came out so that <gasps> was me Shut the front door. sorted wait Suits, there's a new at what are you saying? Yes. Are you serious? I am. Get on Netflix, girl. Not the original cast. Yes. <gasps> it's this is the ninth there's a ninth series. I don't know, maybe you've already had that because we get things a oh bit later. Oh my god, this is so exciting. I'm gonna have to check, but like I so you know that was filmed in Toronto? Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Those I little know. street cards you and, see? Um, <laughs> and and Virgin River came out this week as well. That was filled oh. in Canada as well, wasn't it? I did not know. Yes, seriously. Why have I not heard? Okay, oh my gosh, I'm so know. excited. Oh my gosh. Anyway. What, a, what an exciting piece of news. This is awesome. We should, we should probably record a proper podcast. <laughs> well, maybe, but I'm kind of excited but about yeah, this darn treadmill. Well, yeah, so I do need to commit to it. I do need to try Mm. and do even I was thinking maybe kind of two or three times a week. Let's just start with that. And that's going to be my commitment. So let's see. Beautiful. How it goes. I'll report back. Yeah, there's somebody I'm working with who's trying to sort of establish a healthier morning and evening routine. Mm. And she's reading a habit book, which just is like tie your new habit onto an old habit. And also strap on your running shoes and then take them off after two minutes and just allow yourself to that be your workout. Yeah. If that's as little as you do is, you know, if you want to meditate, you know, get sit in your meditation chair for one minute yeah. and then pop out. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Just do what you can. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a marathon right away. No. It's it so doesn't. funny that the instruction manual, which includes things like here's the bolt that goes here and there. And it's also like pace yourself, girl. 
And don't come out of the gate too fast. It's funny they yeah. had to put that in the instruction manual. Well, yeah, manual. that was the lesson I learned. <laughs> no, that's good for you. Good for you. So yeah, all is good in the world. All right. So well, let's take a brisk jog over to the relationship desk of love. Oh, let's indeed. Mm-hmm. Today, I have for you a story about um, how couples meet. Oh, please. So, yeah, okay. According to this article... Two thirds of couples start out as friends, according to research. Oh. A new study has found most romantic relationships take 22 months to blossom from friendship. 22 months. Oh my God, that's a lot of friend zone. (laughs) That's like nearly two years, right? Just (laughs) short of two years. So research has shown that two thirds of couples start out as friends and maintain this platonic relationship for an average of 22 months before sparking a romantic connection. I should tell my other half, actually, he did well, because certainly didn't make him wait 22 months. He slipped in the gate a little faster (laughs) than that, and you still put him through his paces. He certainly did. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so this professor um, has done this study, oh, from the University of Victoria in Canada. Oh, what? Canada featuring today. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. It's obviously a sign. (laughs) Um, You asked for the universe to deliver. So they wanted to investigate how individuals choose a partner that's going to work for them. And uh, so they examined the experience of nearly 1,900 university students and crowdsourced adults, all of whom were asked whether they were friends with their current romantic partner before they became romantically involved. 68% of respondents said their current partner or most recent romantic relationships had begun as friendships. Wow. Huh. I, I'm not sure about this. I think that's a, a, a young, a skewed young study. Cause I, yeah, I think it might be, I, and I, I certainly agree. Like I think university students for sure, college kids, whatever. Yeah. Also people at work. I think this also applies to people who hook up at work. Yeah. But two thirds of them. I just think that percentage seems quite high. I think it's a, I think it's a sample bias. I think that there's like, I think if you were to sample people who let's say, well, obviously, right. People who yeah. are meeting on Bumble, Tinder, whatever in their thirties, yeah. that's going to be totally different. Yeah. I think so yeah. too. Anyway, I thought I'd share yeah. that with you, whether believe it or not, it's a different story. <laughs> oh, no, I think it sounds like there's a certain segment of people who are waiting a hell of a long time to slide into the DMs of the people yes. that they actually like. Yes, <laughs> I think so. I that's think, very frustrating. Yeah. The other thing I would say is it, it can be really kind of healthy for a relationship, I think, if you do have that friendship beforehand, mm. because it gives you time to get to know each other without some of the added complications of romance in the mix. True. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that you need friendship to be part of a healthy relationship. Hell yes. If you're yeah. not friends with your other half, there's something, there's something amiss. Well, you can go on for like a few months, maybe up to two years, but that blush will die out. Average person goes on for six years. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. And then, you know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have friendship to tie the horse to after a while. Cause you know, a lot of other things start heading south literally. So <laughs> friendship is, friendship is key. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> we had a channel oh. of that this morning as well. <laughs> oh, gravity. How everything just changes. <laughs> everything is changing. I was having a conversation with my dude. He's turning into a silver fox and, but just saying, oh, my knees hurt, my this hurt. I can't see anymore. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, the woes of the 40 year old male. Like, oh, yeah. things are just going downhill. And of course, yeah. gravity is doing me no, no favors whatsoever. Yeah. Trying to sort of lift everything up. We've just got to keep it all together. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. <laughs> oh, should we take a hot topic? Let's do that. Let's go. Okay, let's do it. So today's hot topic is how to motivate yourself to have sex. Ah, seems quite appropriate after oh my the conversation gosh. we've just been having. What a segue! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes. So, yes, yes. This is really hard. For some folks, it sounds a little crazy. Like at the start of a relationship, you'd never think this would be a problem. Mm. But for most of us, this becomes a real issue. Yeah. And I think it's something that happens to us, you know, at some point. It's quite normal that this will come up in your relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, It might be connected with, you know, major life events or it might just be a drifting over time. So there can be lots of, it might be kind of stress or pressures at work. um, or Hormones. Yeah. Uh, finances like all kinds of yeah. things can cause this to happen but it is common and it's something that I think if you read like I read um, a lot of relationship forums and mm. on that this this comes up time and time again mm. for both so, for yes. everyone for ge- for all genders yeah. this is a big big issue mm-hmm. absolutely yeah yeah uh, it's good to sort of start a relationship even if there's that spontaneous sex and you want to have like sex five times a day and everything's crazy and rocking. And trust me, in the vast majority of cases, like I'll say 99.9% of the time, this will fade. Yeah. And then there's going to be like mass hysteria setting and thinking, oh my gosh, why are, what's wrong? What's wrong with us, et cetera. But this is just totally normal. So it yeah. slips from being a spontaneous reaction to a reactive. So yeah. reactive attraction and a reactive arousal, which is mm-hmm. really, really hard to stomach because our pop culture says, oh, we should just be rip roaring, ready to go, um, <laughs> fully lubricated at all times. But that's yeah. absolutely not the truth. Yeah. 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 Oof. Yeah. So where do we start with this then? Ah, <sighs> uh, well, I think so. The thing is, I think it's premised on the fact that sex is really important in relationship for some it's not some folks are on the asexual spectrum and that is perfectly awesome and fine and you know and that's important to sort of really bring out like how much how important is sex in life how important what is my intended frequency what do I want to do what's the quality yeah I think you're right so the first thing is just establishing what does sex mean for for me for us as a couple like how important is it and what you know what would it look like if we're both satisfied sexually Uh, but I think the motivation part I think before you even get to that and we might differ on this I've got a funny feeling with me but I think before you get to the motivation bit you need to find out what's going on outside of the bedroom before Mm. you can tackle what's going on inside of the bedroom Mm. so I'd be looking at what else is going on so you know, what else is happening in your life? Maybe using some of the influencers um, that we um, have talked about before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what is it mentally that's going on? What is it environmentally that's going on? What is it in your social mm-hmm. scene that's happening? You know, how are you feeling, you know, with, within yourself, your health? Like, mm-hmm. just really kind of examine what's happening in my life. Where am I at? Mm-hmm. And what else is contributing to this? Because very often the challenges in the bedroom are not, started by you know bedroom activities mm. they're started by yeah. the other things that are happening in life yes very very true mm. very very true so how do you how do you examine well I mean obviously you examine it you know solo and then you examine it sort of with your partner yeah how do you broach a conversation like that because that can be really tricky and really hard 
It's really difficult. So often I get embarrassed talking about sex as well, right? So we we also don't want to admit um, that there's something going on or there's something maybe amiss because that makes feel like we're a failure and we don't like feeling like mm-hmm. we failed at something. Yeah. So instead of broaching it and raising it, we ignore it. But mm-hmm. we know that that doesn't work, right? Because things don't just resolve themselves. That's not how... That's not how it is, I'm afraid. Yes. Sorry to break it to you. <laughs> yes. It's not going to just go away by not talking about it. Yeah. 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 So I think it is about, um, you know, finding some space to be able to have the conversation. It's about asking permission to talk about it. Like, it's now a good time. I really feel like I've been thinking about this for a little while. You know, how would you feel about discussing it now? Um, Mm. Or how would you feel about scheduling some time to discuss it? Mm. I think before you have the conversation, get really clear about what it is that you're thinking and feeling and mm-hmm. and what's behind it and and also what you would like to achieve so where is it I'd like to get to what what would be a good outcome mm. and then you know start the conversation quite gently and acknowledge look often the hardest thing you know the challenging situations that we face actually just acknowledging that it's a difficult situation mm. or that you feel a certain way about it can mm-hmm. help to break the ice a little bit yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, you know, if you start mm-hmm. the conversation with, um, I know it feels a bit awkward talking about sex or mm-hmm. I feel a bit uncomfortable raising this thing and you might feel uncomfortable having to listen to some stuff as well. But, um, I do think it's really important that we have this conversation mm-hmm. to help us to make things better in the relationship. Oh, I like that very much. Yeah. Oh, so I like that very much. Start off nice and gently, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And acknowledging the feelings is really important because Mm. it's all feelings. And oftentimes we can shut, you know, stonewalling often happens like, oh, it's not a big deal. No, I don't think we have a problem. I refuse to talk about this. Um, So the stonewalling really holds back emotion and it kind of leaves two people sort of adrift without being able to connect. Yeah. And the emotion which says both of us are scared, both of us are embarrassed, both of us are maybe ashamed a bit, maybe disappointed. Yeah helpless don't know what to do don't know where to turn yeah and I think if stonewalling does happen so stonewalling is is where you just shut off you refuse to have the conversation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if that does happen I would say um you almost kind of anticipate it so Mm -hmm. the problem with the stonewalling is if it comes as a surprise and you're not you weren't expecting it and Mm. then you feel rejected which Mm. is a normal reaction but instead anticipate that that might happen Mm. and then I think it's then kind of leaving the door open to say okay I get that now you don't want to talk about this right now I get that however we are going to have to have a discussion about this sometime Mm. and I'd prefer that to be sooner rather than later Mm. so let's revisit it in a week's time or in a few days time or whatever kind of time scale feels comfortable. Mm. I like that very much. Mm. I will also say that when you're dealing with stonewalling it's very hard to keep your composure because my absolutely the common response is to start screaming. Oh, because, yeah. Yeah. To say, well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And to try to shake a reaction out of somebody yeah. like the, there's a silent person and there's somebody who starts yelling like, why won't you, you know, I'm so frustrated. I'm so whatever. So it's really hard to keep your composure. So that actually that takes in a lot of the emotional self-soothing that we talked about in our prior episode, which yeah. is how do you manage yourself to say, OK, I'm going to set the clock. I'm going to say, 
we'll talk about this in a week. And this is how I'm going to sort out my yeah. frustration, my anxiousness, my yeah, etc. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's mm. where the preparation is key. Because if we can prepare for it and anticipate different outcomes and mm-hmm. and thinking in advance about how you'll react and respond to those, mm-hmm. you'll find that you're not then, your subconscious isn't taking over mm-hmm. and doing the reaction for you. You're actually mm-hmm. in a position where you can respond mm-hmm. in a healthier way. Right. So let's just say this, that most of the time, the person who is who is going to be bringing this up is the person who wants to have more frequent or more high quality sex. Mm. Right. So, so let's sort of flip it to the person who, it's not to say that that isn't the person who is of the lower libido camp, but the person bringing it up is generally the person who wants more quality or quantity. So let's talk about the person who finds themselves to be the lower libido partner. Mm. And there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. It could be that your partner's not helping out around the house, or perhaps your partner sort of, there's a domestic, the domestication has kind of taken the sheen or the excitement off of the relationship, whatever that might be. So if you're interested in motivating yourself to have sex, yeah, for various reasons, maybe you've already had a conversation and found out that it's important to your partner, or maybe that you say, look, I really want to bring this. Um, what do you do? Well, I'll go back to lie down naked and see what happens. Yeah, I knew that was going to come back up. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Which we did discuss on a prior um, yeah, episode. Yeah, I love it. But I think, you know, there's something in it. There's something in just seeing what happens. There is, um, I think there could be something around the um, building things up slowly. So, and having that conversation about expectation. Mm-hmm. So I think often when you've got a lower libido and the thoughts that are going through your mind are, oh, I can't be bothered. I don't really want to and if I kind of start then we'll always you know I'll have to finish and even if I'm not enjoying it or if I do it this once then we'll have to keep doing it all the time like so you get all of those thoughts that you know the story Mm -hmm. train is is kind of running running wild so I think it's about being upfront it's about being honest it's about saying look I realize that I haven't been in the mood recently Mm -hmm. and um and I know that this is something that's important to you and you know, I want to honor and respect kind of your your feelings as well. Um, but I am struggling with it. I'm struggling to really find the motivation. Mm-hmm. And um, I would like to work with you to mm-hmm. help me um, feel happier about having sex and then come up with some suggestions so you know maybe it is that you decide to just go to bed and kiss and cuddle without Mm. any expectation that anything else will happen Mm -hmm. so it's not because I think often you feel that kind of feeling pressurized to do something that you don't want to do and and I think that kind of plays into it so it's best just not to even kind of dip your toe in the water because then I'll be forced to swim the channel and that's not what I want to do right so it's about saying you know I'm happy to put my my toes in the water Mm -hmm. but then I want to kind of leave it at that or Mm -hmm. if in the middle like you know I don't want you to be upset if if I kind of decide that that I want to stop something Mm -hmm. and just explain what it is that's going on for you because it's probably not that the person doesn't love the other person Mm -hmm. so it's acknowledging that it's saying look you know I love you dearly and that's why I'm I really want to work on this absolutely Mm. oh yeah and listen and part of that discussion might be look there's blocks in the way of my attraction and there's things that are causing me resentment and causing me to shut down dishes in the sink unequal childcare. you know I'm not getting words of affirmation you're not giving me enough time 
there's a whole bunch of things that I find really inconsiderate and I'm really shut down because I just, I feel like your behavior around the house is really telling me that I'm insignificant, um, that you don't respect me, that you don't love me. And so therefore I am not, I have just shut down sexually. And that, that might be the first part is like, we've got it just like you said, right? We've got to change the influencers. We've got to clean the house yeah. literally and figuratively. Yeah. So but in it, again, it goes back to the same thing about really understanding what's going on for you mm-hmm. to be able to clearly articulate it to your partner. Yeah. So, and it's getting really clear on that so that yes. you can have that conversation. Yeah. I mean, let's not underestimate it, right? This stuff is tough, right? And mm. we're not used to, we're not used to talking about sex. We're not used to asking for what we want yeah. or need. We're not used to challenging each other on getting our own needs met we're just not used to doing that sort of stuff so it's hard yeah there's some so I'm I'm working with a client and and they're really struggling through this right now and there's a lot of medical issues in the way there's been Mm -hmm. really serious life-threatening medical issues that have gotten in the way of their intimacy so they're both motivated to try to build this back up again and uh, the one partner bought these intimacy cards and I'm sure that that's yeah. So they're actually having intimacy discussions and they're scheduling them like an hour a week yeah. to sit down and take a few cards out of this like intimacy card deck um, with some rules, which is we don't have to act out on them. We're just going to sort of, you know, bring up the card and sort of read it out. And there's like, you know, no fourth base sort of expectations, maybe at most, maybe a bit of a makeout session, but that again, re- resurrecting the making out thing. Cause like, yeah. How many of us in our long-term relationships have just made out with each other without like having sex? Yeah. So the the thing that I find really important is with this, you know, there can be a lot of frustration built up, but with the high libido partner or the person who wants more, even acknowledging that, yes, this is important to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to work on this. It goes miles down the road to yeah. actually sort of um, keeping hope alive. Yeah. And you've got to, you've got to start somewhere, right? Okay. So if things aren't working, they're not working Mm. and you've got to start somewhere. You've got to take one small step to to Mm -hmm. start to put it right. Otherwise the resentment will build up. You'll, you know, contempt will come and sweep its way through your relationship. And before Mm. you know it, you kind of feel like that's it. You know, we've got no choice but to separate and go out, you know, go go in different directions. And really, if you love each other and, um, and you can see your future together, that's mm-hmm. got to be the most important thing in terms of getting over the hurdle of taking, you know, those first steps. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a little bit of hope. Yeah. But I think, you know, your suggestion around the intimacy cards are, are good. I think having some tools or some frameworks to work against can be quite handy. You yeah. know, maybe even kind of set yourself a little you know, getting to know your kind of schedule. So it's like, Mm. right, okay, kind of, you know, one week you'll focus on a different part of the body or something like that. Yeah. And another couple I'm working with, like, you know, we go down the road and we stop asking each other questions other than how was your day? And we really stop learning. So I've sent another couple, like 57 questions to ask your partner. Yeah. Everything from how do you want to be remembered when you die? Mm. Or if you could have one person over for dinner, alive or dead, famous, who would that person be? Fun stuff, because like that knowledge really drives our attraction, that drives the Mm. spark. We've, we've stopped inquiring about each other. Yeah. You know, a long time ago, if we're in a in a rut in our relationship. Mm. 
Yeah. My gosh, this is a hot topic we could keep going. This is quite exciting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hopefully that helps. It gives us a bit of a kind of starter for people who are in this situation. And if you are in this situation, I can guarantee you're not alone in it. Oh so my gosh. Everybody goes all. through it at some point. Totally. And sometimes that dry spell might last a very long time. So Decades. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we've worked with people f- decades. It yeah. happens. Yeah. Don't fight it alone. Don't, no. <laughs> so, would you like a question now? Yes, let's get a question going. <laughs> let's do it. This week's question. My partner is always liking, messaging and communicating with other women on social media. Is this acceptable? Mm, this is really hard. Um no. <laughs> All right. I hope you have a great week. <laughs> Stop doing it. You're a dick. You're and a dick. <laughs> See you later. You're a bag of dicks. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is a hard one because like, this is something, of course, that's our modern age. This is the 2007 Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, yeah. TikTok, yeah. Snapchat. Yeah. Okay. I'll stop you know, naming social media platforms. So like, I mean, we've discussed before in the past, I have quite a few weirdos sliding into my Mm. DMs and I've never stopped to consider before if they were actually in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Now it's bad enough that they're sliding in the first place, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it would be 10 times worse if I think that they're in a relationship as well, uh, is my personal view. I mean, you're right. Like they probably are in relationships. Yeah. Absolutely probably not doing the dishes and you know just being louts around the house and then just like you know yeah. scrolling around and trying to like be inappropriate with you and your dms yeah yeah exactly so you know my answer back on this is so i don't think it is a problem so i think it can be acceptable if you're not bothered about mm-hmm. it so if it's not something that's triggering you if it's not causing a um anxiety in you or upset or hurt Mm -hmm. then there's nothing wrong with it if you fully trust your partner and you know that there's nothing in it and you know you're accepting of it then I think that's grand right like Mm -hmm. each to their own you Mm -hmm. make your own rules in your relationship Mm. the point is this person's asking the question Mm. so we'll go back and we've said this before on other questions if you're Mm -hmm. asking the question you know that it's not acceptable to you yeah yeah oh to you love it yeah yeah so I think this person has answered their own question. Is it acceptable? Well, no, it's not because you wouldn't be raising the question. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe it's helpful to sort of like really like dive into your sort of values and be like, what is being broken here? And mm-hmm. what do I, and maybe there's lots of layers to it. Maybe you feel that it's, that it's infidelity and you'd be mm-hmm. right to think that mm-hmm. maybe this person is always like scrolling on social media or playing video games and they're they don't have hobbies like in, in fact actually you don't even find them interesting because they're always on their phone mm-hmm. whereas maybe you're out taking a bike ride or you're doing tennis or whatever and you just like your partner to get off that damn phone and join you some in some activities yeah so there's a whole bunch of stuff that might be rubbing you the wrong way and it might be helpful to ask Great question. What is it about that behavior that bothers you? And don't just stop at the first sort of blush. Ask, keep asking yourself what also, you know, is bothering you about this? Yeah. So going through the the five whys. So Mm. if you carry on asking yourself, and why is that an issue? Why? And what about that is an issue? Why is that a problem? And keep challenging the answers that 
come back so you can dig as deep as possible to understand what it is that's happening yeah but you you know similar to the whole kind of sex thing it's about having you know analyzing it for yourself what is it Mm -hmm. what does it mean to me what what is it that I feel how do I feel like this is breaking down the relationship how do I feel it's impacting Mm -hmm. the relationship Mm -hmm. how is it impacting me as a person Mm -hmm. what is it about it that triggers me so really go through gather the kind of the emotion behind it Mm. and the energy behind it and tap into that and then same thing as the sex thing it's about saying look we need we need some Mm. space to really talk about this and have that conversation and expect a a stonewall on that (laughs) i would expect you know a hell blown fire to um, to rise up because it is gonna you know this is gonna spark some reaction but Mm -hmm. mostly the reaction will come because the partner probably knows themselves that they're not doing Mm -hmm. something that's ideal Absolutely. And they don't want to change, obviously, and they might be ashamed or so forth. Yeah, But I think, you know, it comes back to understanding who you are as a person, but then respecting who you are as a person. Mm. And this, for me, is around boundaries, because if we accept behavior that we don't like and we just tolerate it for the sake of a relationship, then we're disrespecting ourselves and we haven't got very Mm. healthy boundaries in place. That's a really great point. And it might shock you to when you really ask, like I did with one client, one client was like, you mean I can ask for that? Like I can yeah. ask for my partner not to be a total dick? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it shocks you because again, you know, challenge your beliefs, you might think that that's yeah. all you're worth. And that yeah. maybe all partners are just going to be scrolling um, you know, other people and on social media, yeah. or that you can't get anything better. Yeah, with a recent client that came up around the voice, around um, not having a voice and not feeling able to speak up for themselves. And I think that this is a challenge for a lot of people. Oh my gosh, yeah, totally. Yeah, because it is really, well, gosh, it's really hard to speak up because there's a lot of defensiveness. This Mm. person, when challenged, as you're saying, right, it's going to be the dragon's fire dragon um, sort of response. And so that really reinforces that message of, I can't speak up for myself because the sort of angry defensiveness that you might hear back or the the angry stonewall, the angry silence, Mm. it sort of says, oh yeah, you know, hey, stay in your lane. Don't ask for anything like that. You're not allowed to ask for your partner to not, you know, scroll and like and comment on other people's uh, profiles. Um, But this, hell yeah, you could, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think with the angry response, you know, it's similar where you say, look, I can, it's about using observation. So mm. I can tell that this is anger in you. I can see that this is, um, has triggered something in you. Let's take some time out to calm down and then let's come back and talk about it some more. But I'm not going to stand down on this. Yeah. And yeah. Your defensiveness is telling me I'm I'm actually heading in the right direction. It's not telling me that I'm wrong, insignificant, that I should stay quiet and small. Yeah. It's actually telling me like if you're starting to poke the bear and the bear starts to react, you're yeah. you're hitting down the right path. <laughs> you're pressing the right buttons. You're pressing <laughs> the right buttons. Yeah, that's a really you know, it's and it's funny too. Yeah, defensiveness can often work in in shutting somebody down, shutting somebody yeah. up, and making them feel insignificant and that that it's not important that they bring something up. Well, it does work. Yeah, because yeah. As human beings, you know, if we try something and we don't get the outcome that we want or the reaction that we want, very often we'll just accept that and walk away. Yeah, but give up, yeah. Yeah, and give up. And, and But that's, everybody has the right to be in a relationship that makes them happy. Yes, 
And if there are things in that relationship that aren't making you happy or you can't have an open, honest discussion, then there needs to be something that happens. Yes. Holy shit. I think we can just pack up and <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay, we are done. Wow. 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 I mean, yes. The one thing, like, I mean, it's this is pressing some of my buttons now, right? Because the one thing I can't stand is when somebody else has overt control over another person. Mm -hmm. And so when you have situations where somebody is made to stay quiet, made to stay small, not have a voice, not speak up for themselves, mm -hmm. feel like they can't get what they want mm -hmm. um, because of somebody else. Like the whole injustice of that is just is is intolerable for me so yeah. like fairness is one of my values and and I yeah. and it comes out so strong and this is pressing my fairness button yeah hell yes <laughs> hell yes so yeah yeah, yeah. and it's it, it because it's amazing what people can get away with yeah it's amazing how much you can manipulate somebody into yeah. believing into putting up with all sorts of shit like it's amazing yeah yeah wow so don't do it. Yeah. Stay strong. Start small and be gentle. And know that you deserve to be happy. Absolutely. Everybody does. They do. And I'm sure people listening are like, really? Are you sure? Yeah. I, that is kind of a mic drop. And because I was having a session yesterday with somebody and they were like, you mean, and they kind of created a manifesto for themselves by the end of the call. And they said, I deserve to have the life that makes me happy. I deserve to have the relationship in which I'm happy. And yeah. it was like this mic drop moment for them because they, yeah. they hadn't realized. And there's been a bunch of things where their partner and it's early days in their dating relationship. And already their partner is trying to kind of push the boundaries and yeah. place them in a box and closing the doors. Um, yeah. so really grooming that person to sort of expect less. Like it, it is, yeah. it's shocking to look back and realize that you're being groomed to stay small. Yeah. Because it's a gradual process. It comes on very, very gradually. So this person kind of scrolling, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the challenge is seeing that from the inside. Oh, my God. We've all been here. Holy shit. Mm. I think this is the reason why we exist as relationship coaches. <laughs> <It> sure is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And, you know, even in this case, right? So, you know, my boyfriend is always messaging, liking, commenting on other people's social media. So, like, again, how do they know that? Maybe their partner was really discreet and they could just see them scrolling. Maybe there are some partners who break into their phone. I wouldn't recommend it, but a lot of people do. And so they can see. Yeah. And sometimes you're seeing because you're mutual friends with your partner and you can see their yeah. comments and likes. So, I mean... I guess the question is like, how do you even know that your boyfriend's doing this? Well, maybe they've just become so brazen and out in the open with it because mm. they put you in their box. Yeah. So at some point in time, you're in the box and you don't even need to have a prison guard anymore because you're, you stay in the box. You don't even know that you're in the box. And so therefore your partner can be more and more brazen with the shitty crap that they do. Yeah. All right. I think before we get some guns out, I think we need to, uh, <laughs> The good thing is we're we're not gun people, I think. I think the, the Jersey no. girl and the Canadian girl, I, I don't think that we're... No. I think we're more latte and talk about it kind of girls. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bring on the Prosecco in morning. Instead. Right? Exactly. There you go. That's how we're going to work stuff out. Exactly. Oh. Wow. So I think to summarize, I guess, this whole episode, really, because the two 
um, weirdly or connected, right? It is all about knowing yourself. Mm. It's then about standing up for the things that you deserve. And it's then about um, having some healthy conversations, being prepared for those, and also being prepared for the reactions that might come your way and yeah. having a plan B as to how you deal with it. Yes. That's my summary. I love it. You're welcome. <gasps> Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. yeah. So um, the world will be a happier place now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like the well, fire I feel inside. Happier, so. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, and I had some oh. lovely comments at the weekend about um, how great the podcast is. Ooh, lovely. And how much it helps people in their relationships. Oh, yay. Absolutely. Oh, nice. Absolutely. It makes it all worthwhile. I know, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I walk away every week being like, okay, there's more fuel and fire to the fight, which is just, you know, relationships, they're not, they're anything but easy. And, you know, as long as, you know, one, one step in front of the other and the podcast just yeah. helps to kind of put that one step in front of the other. Yeah. And we're all just trying our best. Yeah. That's all we got. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. I think I'm speechless. I you know <laughs> i think i'm speechless well now that we've rendered you speechless yeah. which is perfect timing yeah we shall, um yeah we shall wait next week lovely sounds good okay have All a great right. weekend till next time okay Bye. so that's it for another week of geordie lass and doc sass we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.